very special to us. Have you got your Bibles with you this morning? Let's turn to uh, Acts chapter 3 and verse 1. Acts chapter 3 and verse 1. Now, Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. In verse 2, And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. Alms, alms. And then fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave him his attention, expecting, some, expecting to receive something from them. And Peter said, silver and gold have I not have, I don't have any of that, but what I do have, I give to you, and in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately, his feet and his ankle bones Received strength. And so he, leaping up, stood and walked and emptied into the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And everybody saw him walking and said, Ah, this is awesome. <laughs> kind of words to that effect. Amazing story. And uh, just in the essence of time, I just want to just, um, uh, I'm just really feeling that the Lord is just speaking to me and, uh, and just really want to encourage you this morning. We see here the, this man, the Bible says that it was at the hour of prayer, the right, it was called, it was the ninth hour. And the, there was a certain man lame from his mother's womb, which they uh, carried, laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful. So you don't understand this guy, he's, uh, he's, it doesn't say what caused his lameness, the Bible just says that he is lame. The word lame means to be without strength. And so he was without strength in his legs ever since his mother's, uh, ever since he was born. So really, he could not do anything. He could, uh, there was no uh, disability benefit. There was nothing like that. Uh, he was totally at the. Uh, he was totally dependent upon people and to get into a place where he could find a, uh, find uh, the generosity or the kindness of people. The Bible says it was the right. It was the ninth. It was the ninth hour, the time of prayer. There is a time and a season for everything. Uh, one of the things that uh, I encourage you is to. It's to be aware of the time that we live in. The Bible says that he was laid at the gate called Beautiful. Um, he never actually went through the gate. He was, a, he was a crippled man, so he could never actually enter in past this gate where, uh, where other people could go. All he could do was sit outside the gate and watch people go through and receive and put his hand out, hoping to expect something, hoping for something to fill his need, or to help him out in some particular way. You look at the word beautiful, the word beautiful means to be in season. It means where, it means to come of purpose. It means to, when something is beautiful, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes that everything is beautiful and it's time. Or everything is beautiful, and the King James translation says, everything is beautiful in his time. We understand that God has got time in his hands, and there is a time and a place for everything. So this man, he was outside, it's going to kind of paint a little prophetic picture for you, that he was one, he was, he was without strength, he could not walk, he was lame, he was, a part of his life was without strength. And 
there was a place where he could, if you, if you can just see the, 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 the gate called Beautiful, he could not enter through the gate. He got laid outside the gate. So what he, this tells us a prophetic picture of where the, be, the gate means beautiful. It means uh, coming into a season of purpose. So prophetically, he has spent most of his life, probably the entire of his life, uh, outside and never actually discovered or never actually been able to go through and discover and walk into his season of purpose. It's a prophetic picture, I believe, that the gate, beautiful, so everything is it's coming to its right time, the, a season of purpose. One of the things, uh, a, a statement that I've, I've heard at times, that there's great, two great uh, times in a person's life, the day that they were born and the day that they, they discover why they were born. You discover the day, you discover why you were born, the day you discover your purpose that God has created you to be. However, for some people, there is something weak or something without strength in their life that inhibits people from moving forward into purpose. I don't know about you, but there's weaknesses in my life. Maybe you're here and you're just 100% strong and or power to you. <laughs> but for me, I'm aware of the weaknesses I have in my life. I'm aware that there are parts of my life that is lame, uh, parts of my soul that is lame, parts of, uh, I'm not Bryden, um, You need to go to the gym, buddy, if you need to pull that thing down. (laughs) They are strong, incredibly strong. But you find that for all of us, we we find that there's a place in our life, there's a place in our, uh, yeah, in a place in our life that is lame. And often we find ourselves in a place where we see other people walk through and discover their purpose. You see this man, he sat outside the gate, and all he looked through, he was watch people come, watch their journey, watch them walk past, and come into their season of purpose. There must have been a longing inside of his heart to say, one day, I would love to have strength. I'd love to go and love to have what those people have. I'd love to discover a sense of purpose. I'd love to walk in the fullness of... I'd love to have a sense of purpose for my life. Many people, we, we observe other people's journey... Or we become jealous of their journey. We don't see their journey, but we're also aware of the failures and the shortcomings in our life. Friend, there was nothing that this man did. He was just born lame. It was from no result of, of his own. He was just, it was just a propensity. It was just a weakness in his life. All of us, you'll find that there is a weakness in our life. Now, this happened just after Jesus uh, was taken up to heaven. So I'm imagining that uh, this was a place that Jesus went to. I would, I would, you would assume that this man had encountered Jesus along the line somewhere. His hope, he even thought that probably that, uh, that once Jesus is gone, all hope is gone. And sometimes you find yourself in a place where you get so used to living with your weakness, you get so used to living and just watching the days go by, and you almost settle into a place of hopelessness almost settled into a place of hopelessness. That doesn't say how, how old he was. It could have been 20 years. It could have been 40 years. But he got so used to living with a sense of weakness and living like a cripple. And so one of the things that you would see in this story is that what he thought he needed, the Bible says that as he walked past, as people walked past, he would ask for alms. 
What he thought he needed was us. What he thought he needed was a handout from somebody. What he thought he needed was money. Often we find ourselves in a place where we want our lives to change, but we get so used, so caught up with hopelessness that we just end up becoming dependent upon other people. This can be in a physical sense, this can be in a spiritual sense, this can be an emotional sense. Wherever there's a weakness. Often in the church we find that people who have not learnt to develop or not learnt to grow, we're waiting for the next prophet or the prophetess or waiting for the great, next great preacher to come along and hopefully they'll give us some of their generosity. Hopefully they'll just put something into our life that will make us feel better. What we think we need is a handout from somebody. What we think we need is a bit of us. What we think we need is a bit of goodwill. Many people, I believe, you're looking for a change in your life. Many people I talk to are aware that there's a weakness in my life somewhere. But I'm not quite sure how to fix it. I'm not sure what to do. And what I think I need isn't often what we really need. What he thought he needed was what? Arms. What did he really need? He needed strength. Sometimes people, we come up for prayer many times. Some good person will lay hands on us and we'll feel good and maybe fall down under the power of the Holy Spirit. But you go back and sometimes things don't always shift. Sometimes we're still struggling with the same thing. We watch people go on their journey, enter in their place of purpose, but we're still sitting outside the gate. Some people I know that maybe you're here and you're in a place where you're looking for something to change, but you're not quite sure how to change it. You know that you don't want what you have right now. That You know that there's a weakness. You're quite familiar with that. You don't need somebody else to point it out. Hey, man, you're weak. That's the last thing you need. We want to create an environment where we're not going to go and point out everyone's faults. Hey, man, you're weak. Probably knows he's weak. <laughs> what he thought he needed was money. But the Bible says that Upon seeing Peter and John about to enter the temple, he asked them for arms. He probably, they, he probably knew that he was associated with Jesus and this kind man would probably give him some sort of a prayer or have some money or something to give him to help his situation out. And so the Bible says as he saw these people walking by, he put his hand out asking them for arms. How many times do we come to church or how many times do we have a guest ministry come through or, or just... We find ourselves in a place putting a hand out for something, hoping that today will be our lucky day. Sometimes people in our finances and the business, you're trying to get your business up and going and you, you tithe, you do this, you give offerings, but it's still kind of not working for you. What you think you need is somebody just to lay your hands on you and give you a magic prayer and everything's going to be fixed. What I found is I had lots of people pray for me, <laughs> but I still struggled with the same thing. I still found myself not entering into the fullness of what God had for me. I find many people find that situation. And we think we need Benny Hinn to pray for me. I had Benny Hinn pray for me. We think we need this great person. And it, I'm not taking away that these people carrying anointing. But at some point, We've got to realize, we've got to 
think about what is it that we're actually after? What is it that we think we need, but what is it that we really need? <coughs> Excuse me. And the Bible says that, and fixing his eyes upon him with John and Peter, John, Peter said, look at us. One of the big things you'll find is the, it's kind of why I preached the other, the other week about perception. Perception is not what we see, but how we see what we see. One of the things, an important thing to be able to bring change in our life is to learn to shift our perspective on, what we, on how we see things. This man, he would have had the mentality of a beggar. That was what he was. So his perspective, he would have seen life through the perspective of a beggar, thinking that's what he needed. One of the first things that John, uh, that Peter said to him was, look at us. In other words, you need to shift your perspective. You need to start shifting how you see what you see. If you're seeing from a low position, he would have been sitting on the ground, looking up, he just, he probably wasn't even paying attention. He was just going through the motions looking for something. The Bible says that that Peter said, look at us. In other words, lift up your perspective. Lift up. Lift up your eyes. Don't get get so caught up with the issue. Don't get so caught up with the mundane, with the same old things that you used to be doing. Sometimes when we're in our place of weakness... We get so caught up with the perspective that comes with that. Uh, Winston Churchill said, we create buildings, we create our environment, and then our environment shapes us. So it's kind of a synonymous thing where um, we can create an environment and then that environment can start to shape us. So if you live in an environment of hopelessness, that will keep you in a cycle of hopelessness. When you live with feelings of hopelessness, what you will see is hopelessness. When you live in a place of poverty or dependence, what you will see will be shaped through that. And that's how you'll see the world. And of course, that will perpetuate and it begin to shape your world as well. (coughs) So what we see is Peter said, look at us. This guy wasn't even probably, he just had his hand out. He was asking the man of God for something, but wasn't even looking. He was just kind of doing the same old, same old. Same old, same old. Sometimes we get in that place where we're just doing the same old, same old. Man of God comes, prayer. But the Bible says that he gave him, he gave them his attention expecting something to receive from them, expecting to receive something from them. I believe that people here, one of the first things we need to do is shift their perspective. Two, become expectant. When you start to shift your perspective, perspective will start to shape your emotions, which will shape your conduct. How you see will determine or influence how you feel about things. So he lifted his perspective, gave him his attention, he became expectant. Friends, often I find we get expectant, but we're expectant for the wrong things. We're ex- we come expectant and our, and our spirit and heart gets stirred because we know we're going to get something. 
but we're not quite sure what it is. Uh, but in this particular case, he thinks he's going to get some money. He thinks he's going to get another prophetic word. He thinks that somebody's going to, man of God is going to lay hands on him and, 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 and give some sort of benevolence. What he thinks he needs, he doesn't really need. What he needs actually is something else. Some people, you're looking for a financial breakthrough. You're looking for this, looking for that. Sometimes what you don't need is another bank loan or, or somebody to be, or your business to, to do something. Uh, what you actually need is a shift in your heart. What you actually need is an adjustment in your life. The Bible says that he, uh, he, he, he's expecting something to receive from him. And Peter said, silver and gold I don't have, but what I do have I give to you in, Jesus, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Stand up and walk. This is it. He took him by the right hand. It's not a, we've got to understand the prophetic side of this where it's not just about grabbing him by the hand. When we talk about the Bible and we talk about the hand, the hand is, it's not just about the form, but it's about the function and what it does. Sometimes what we think we need, we don't really need. What we actually need is for somebody, we need God to come and make an adjustment inside of our life. The Bible says that he reached out his hand. Now, some people I find is this, that a hand goes out. They can grab the hand, but can you imagine what would happen if this guy decided in his heart that he's just going to get dragged along. <laughs> dragged along. What would have happened? Nothing would have happened. Sometimes we find ourselves that we, we, have the, we have the right people around us, but we just don't have the faith. We're not exercising the faith. And faith is not hope. Faith is different to hope. Faith has, has an action to it. Faith is not just a describing word. It's a action word. Some people, I think we find ourselves in a place where we think we're in faith, but actually we're just hoping for good luck. (laughs) I've been in that place. (laughs) I'm just hoping to get lucky. But the Bible says that the man of God reached out and he grabbed his hand, and one thing this man did was he responded, and he just didn't get dragged around. Sometimes I think we get dragged around a little bit, and never actually step out in faith, and stand up on our own two feet. One of the things I find is that for some people, uh, they stay in a place of bondage. They can have as many prayers as they like. But when it comes to an adjustment of the heart, when it comes to somebody putting a, a hand upon their life and saying, we need to adjust this, you have the choice there of whether you respond. You may not agree with it. You may not even see what they're doing. You may think, what the heck is this? What are they trying to do to me? What does he want to drag me? Can he not see that I'm lame? He wants to drag me around. Hmm. No, what he's wanting to do is for you to exercise faith and start to stand up and allow the man of God to adjust to your life. One of the things I've found in my life is this, that have helped me start to walk into uh, a, a sense of purpose for my life, as I've allowed people to shape my life. I haven't always agreed with them. I haven't always seen what they need to see. But nevertheless, by faith, I yield my heart to them and I allow them to speak in and adjust and shape my life. And the result of that, that is like the hand of God reaching out and lifting you. For people here this morning, I believe that God has got you in the right place at the right time, the right hour. Our season for walking through this gate is a fan- it is right here. 
For some of you, I believe you're about to walk into an amazing season. Us as a church, we're about to walk into an amazing season. But if we keep on sitting there waiting for the next person of God, the next to give us another handout, it's not going to happen. What we need to do is to exercise faith. For some people here, I believe you're looking for change. The Bible says out of the heart flows every issue of life. I believe what we need to do is allow the Holy Spirit to work in the issues of our heart, allow our life and our heart to be shaped. And I believe that in Jesus' name, people here will receive strength. The Bible says immediately, as soon as he exercised faith, immediately he received strength in his legs and he stood up and walked into that gate. People here today, I believe that there's going to be a time where things will immediately shift as you start to exercise faith. As you allow somebody to shape your life and, active, and, and start to stand up in faith, I believe that something will shift over your life. Whatever you do, don't sit back. Don't drag the chain. This guy could have just sat there. Oh, pull me up, pull me up, pull me up. No, he exercised faith. He, he just made a decision to step out and have a go. Exercise and just responded to the pull of the man of God. Today I believe, if you're believing for a breakthrough, if you would just respond in faith today, you will come into a whole new season. I believe that people here today, you will receive strength into your legs and you will walk. In Jesus' name, you will walk. You will walk into the fullness of all God has for you. You're not going to sit outside the gate and watch everyone go through, and God is not going to pass you by. Why don't you stop him today and say, I am going to receive strength into my life. Amen? Amen? Fantastic. Why don't you just close your eyes right now? Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence here. Holy Spirit, you are the same Holy Spirit. They came into that man and brought strength into his legs. Strengthen to the weakness. Jesus, today, Lord, you see the very corners of our heart. You see the weaknesses. You see the places in our life that are lame. Holy Spirit, I pray today that you would lift up our eyes. You would lift up our eyes out of the place of poverty, out of the place of depression, out of the rut, Lord. I pray that you would just lift our eyes. Open our eyes today, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I pray that today that you'll give us the strength to face the areas in our life that are weak and damaged. Lord, you make the weak strong. Lord, I pray today for people here that have got an area of weakness in their life that they've been struggling with. Lord, I pray today that you would grant them the faith to lay a hold of the things that you have. Give them the faith today, I pray. And in Jesus' name, let's pray and I decree that you would rise up and walk in Jesus' name. Speak to the areas of weakness right now. Command you to be made strong in Jesus' name. Today I call you into the fullness of all God has for your life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I bless you. Lord, let your face shine upon every person here today. Bless the coming in, they're going out in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Fantastic. One more time, everybody said? Amen.